Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not The summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my nose And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care no don't care Headed my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Right to the hook right here Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Low Budget Live, not so live. Thank you for stopping in with me. If you are new to this experience that we call the Low Budget Live, not so live podcast, sometimes we do it live, sometimes we don't. We do what we want. And by we, I mean me because I'm a one man show. This is very low budget. I am the producer, I am the host. Luke Duncan, I even wrote the intro music. That was my song, Biloxi Blues. And if you're new to this program, let me just tell you, let me just tell you, that is my song. And the fans are called lowlifers, the listeners, the loyal supporters, support, supporter, the loyal supporters are called lowlifers. That's what they, the, the, the fans of this program name themselves the lowlifers. So if you find yourself here and you enjoy what you're hearing coming out of this, the low budget live bar and grill slash bunker these days, 
in this COVID crazy world, you're a low lifer now. So welcome. It's like a little, it's like a little safe space. The only time it is not safe is if you disagree with something I say and then people get really heated really quick. You need to understand that about the show because I tend to speak my mind. Did that last week. Man, people get big mad. Not many, but some. Big mad. Big, big mad. And I'm just, you know, if I was up here uh, talking about anything else, it'd be all right, you know? Hope you're all doing well out there. This is the podcast for Monday, July 20th, in this crazy, messed up, no good mess of a year 2020. Thank y'all for joining in. It's been a crazy week. It's always a crazy week. But this week was wild, man. Wild. Between fighting what I believe to be BPT pros or their wives that don't want to speak from their own uh, logins on YouTube comments. It's always fun. Uh, about how biased and stupid you are and you can't catch a fish in tournaments. Uh, yeah, um, I've critiqued myself on my professional fishing career more than uh, anybody ever can, so get a new line. Um, yeah, but that and then game two. Game two of the shut up, show up, shut up, show up, shut up championship, whatever we're calling it. Darian called it shut up, shut up, or show up, show up on the video this week. But game two down at Nickajack Lake, and I, spoiler alert, mute the podcast if you don't want to hear it. If you haven't got to see the video yet, go check it out right here. But, but I was able to take game two. We got a game three filmed this week. I will not tell you how that went. It was a lot of fun again. It's intense what we're doing. Uh, Me versus Darian is fishing stupid, dumb Darian, fighting each other to the death on a game-by-game basis. The first one to four games wins. But we had that this week. I got to be a part of iCast Week, the virtual iCast for my buddies at Six Cents Fishing. Right there. Repping that brand. Got to do Tackle Warehouse Live. And I know there were some like Bass Pro Shops. They were kind of the innovators in that retail game, you know. But what those guys have done at Tackle Warehouse never ceases to amaze me. They did it all week. iCast Live, Zoom calls. Dude, it looked like the war room, man. When I'm calling in ready to go on live with the guys, I mean, they got people running around in the background. I mean, a studio-looking, feeling vibe set up, and they did this all-week interviewing pros, interviewing personalities, interviewing people from companies about new products and getting the information to the consumers. It was a beautiful thing. It was really, really, really well done. So uh, big, 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 big shout-out to those Tackle Warehouse crew out there and uh and thanks for having me on it was fun i got to talk about uh, the new six cents baits that are coming out and uh and have some fun with those guys and they even brought up shut up show up shut up you know they, they brought that up they think it's a really big deal how bad i'm beating darian like they enjoy that at tackle warehouse but what other place in the world can you order some stuff 
and you're on the East Coast, you're like, man, I want some six-inch crankbaits and some Abu Garcia rods and reels. Tomorrow, they're in California. They just ship them on to you. I've never understood how that works. That, I'm a redneck. That blows my mind that you can put in an order. I was at Lake Champlain one time and needed something crazy and had it overnighted, and that's as far up there as you can get on the East Coast. It was just there. It's the next day. So uh, big thanks to those guys. They, they kill the game. They kill the tackle game. They got what you want, all the new, latest, greatest, and you can get it. The prices are good, and you can just do it in your underwear. I mean, sometimes I just kick back. Sometimes I might not even be in my underwear. I just take my pants off to my underwear just to be more comfortable to surf tackle warehouse. Was that too much information for y'all? That's what you can do, though. You can't do that at Bass Pro Shops. Johnny Morris will have you thrown in jail. You can't walk around there in your boxers. Picking your nose, looking at Cinco's, you can't do that. You can do that at Tiger Warehouse. They don't even care. They don't even care at all. But uh, so congrats to those guys on a good week. And I think that as an industry, we didn't suffer from not having iCast. Uh, I have said that before. I think conventions are kind of old school. And I think in this new digital age, things are changing. And that there may be a day where you don't see things like conventions like that. Truly. But, but man, everybody, I mean, I saw a lot of big tackle companies really pull it off. I know I was a part of uh, some launches with Abu this week, just some dropping the information to people. They're making sure the, the pro staff had the product in their hands. And it was, really, it was really beautiful how well it was pulled off by the whole industry. So good job, guys. Good job. And it was fun being a part of all the uh, sponsor activities this week. Just like being ICAST, except A, I didn't get drunk at the Costa party like I normally do, uh, and B, really hungover, and uh, B, I didn't get to see everybody. That was, that was, that was the two things I missed. Um, and I didn't get to see the guys from Startron, Starbright, bringing you low-budget live, not-so-live, and low-budget live for three years now the fine folks at Starbright and Startron who I miss dearly because I hang with them at iCast every single year they're Florida people good seeing them down there and and uh, we really appreciate them sponsoring Low Budget Life and taking care of your small engines your outboard engines your car your truck not a lot of things that Startron can't take care of and get that stinking old ethanol right out of your way kicking ethanol in the teeth Startron, proud sponsors of Low Budget Live and Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus. Appreciate those guys. Let's jump right in. We got a good guest tonight, an interesting one, a fun one. And we're going to get to that after some rambling. Um, big fishing week. Again, I like this. It feels, it's not normal. Nothing is normal. Right now, but I, I like fishing. We had fishing last week with with uh, MLF BPT. We got to see some guys fishing, and now we get some more fishing this week. And really, a bigger capacity. You can you can watch it pretty much anywhere because it's going to be on ESPN two again. That's big. But Bassmaster, New York State, they are up there, and a lot of people were like. 
y'all don't need to do this. And some people in the state of New York were like, y'all ain't going to do this. And some of the anglers were like, we don't want to do this. And a lot of them were like, shut your mouths. It's been kind of crazy. It's been kind of crazy. The PR for this one could go a million different ways, right? A million different ways. They are taking every precaution under the sun to be able to pull off this event in New York. Because look, I've said it on here. I am a fan of them going up there. I think that, yes, yes, it is controversial to a certain extent. But I think for, for bass, they haven't had a lot of events this year. MLF just had a smallmouth just beat down. And people like watching that. And I think if you're going to be on ESPN2 again, you can't do it at Lake Hartwell right now. Not picking on Lake Hartwell. But you can't come to the southeast and not catch them because people are going to turn the channel. But if you're up there, everybody's mixing it up. Everybody's catching smallmouth. you got that great lakes like the, the mystique of the big lakes and stuff. Big runs. I think it's cool. They had to change the venue from uh, Waddington, New York to Clayton because I think Waddington was like, yeah, you guys are out of here. You know, um, they have a very good relationship with Waddington, have over the years, it seems, um, from what it looks like. And I think they had a three-year deal with Waddington, actually. But it's going to be down at Clayton, which is where a lot of old Bassmaster tournaments have gone out of. A lot of coasts and things go out of Clayton. Uh, back in the day, Clayton was where it was at for all the Bassmaster Eastern Invitationals back in the day and stuff. So back to Clayton. Clayton's one of my favorite cities in North America. Freaking great place. St. Lawrence River. It's one of the most beautiful places. So I'm jacked. Just like I was watching them catch them at Sturgeon Bay, I am pumped to see some big smallmouth and get to watch it on my flat screen that's going to be fun that being said it's a crazy week and new york state is very wild right now and there was no mistake to be made that if guys went up there they there was mandatory testing for covid they already did that i believe on saturday saw a lot of guys posted hey pass the test and there's some of those guys I know is the first test they ever passed, especially like Skylar Hamilton. It's the only test he's ever passed. Love you, Skylar. Just messing around. Uh, truly, Skylar made a really good joke. Uh, Swindle had a really good joke, too, about proctologists and something along the lines of COVID. It's on his Instagram. Go watch it. It was pretty funny. But they all had to get tested upon arrival. And to, to my understanding, if somebody – failed the test or did good on the test. I, I, I don't know. If you, fail, it's a, if you fail, it's a positive, right? That's a weird one. So if somebody got a positive saying they had COVID, then you have to be out of the event. And it's a 14-day, potentially 14-day quarantine. Like people from New York looking over your shoulder, no offense to you folks from New York at all. Lord knows, I love that part of the world. But, I mean, I think it was going to be a pretty big deal. You've got guys coming from all these different states, and, and it's it's risky right now because the numbers, there are a lot more testing. The numbers are going up. I Like I said, I personally know several people that have had COVID now, and some have been over it and done pretty quick. Some I, I've got a, a young man that I know, and, and he's in his 30s. I say young because I'm in my 30s, and I like to think I'm young, but he's younger than I am, and he's he's struggling with it hard right now in my hometown and no pre-existing anything. So this thing's blowing up, 
more and more and more seems to be, and uh, at least in the you know in the positive cases. And so you took a big risk going there with you know close to a hundred people. I never thought, and and I have not heard that there was one negative. It doesn't seem like that was the case, to my knowledge. And a lot of guys were posting, "Hey, they were good to go." Talk to some buddies of mine, good to go. But you took a big chance going there because one guy from from freaking wherever test positive, man, they were gonna they were gonna all but shackle him. It sure seemed to me it had that vibe. Um, but seemed like everybody's good. Gonna have a bass tournament. Gonna have a bass tournament on ESPN too. So, and I and I know this week a lot of anglers. Um, it was started by a couple guys with bass. Started a big email chain. They didn't want to go. They didn't want to go. Didn't feel like it was it was the best play. And I see their point totally, totally see their point. But it's a big opportunity if you fish for a living which they do, and you get an opportunity to be on ESPN2, which you have, again, for the second time, I think you got to make the trip. I think you got to make the trip because, look, this is the safest sport in the world right now as far as COVID's concerned. In my opinion, we're by ourselves in our boats all day long. You're going to be interacting with people at the bare minimum. They're not going to have fans this week, and – I think they're taking all the proper precautions. I think you got to fish. I think you got to fish. Would I feel different if I was in the field? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think from an outsider's perspective, I think you got to fish. I think the fans want it. I think it'll be a re- very well-received event. And I wish them luck with that. I, I think that uh, it's going to be a good deal for them. It's going to be a good week. They're going to blast big smallmouth. Late. They can't go to the Canadian side. Sorry, Gussie. The Johnstons. Won't matter. Won't slow them boys down. But uh, it's going to be a good event. Interesting event. Then they back it up with Lake Champlain next week. Another week on ESPN2. But we all get tested again next week. So, fingers crossed. And Bass has some things put in place. If somebody gets it and they have to set out an event, they've, they've done their homework. On this, they've done their homework, but the last thing they need is a is a pro angler. The last thing we need is a as an industry as a as a sport. We don't need somebody up in New York testing positive for COVID that that came from Arkansas or Tennessee or Florida or wherever. We don't need one of our our uh, pros um, in this sport testing positive <laughs> during an event. No bueno. If that happens, no bueno. Uh, but they'll get retested, and then we'll see. Bass also announced this week that everybody will be allowed back in next year. Everybody automatically requalifies. It was supposed to be a year where some folks were going to get dipped out of there if they didn't requalify. Not the case. Gonna let everybody back in. I, and and I didn't read a lot of the articles. Saw the headline. Had a lot of people send it to me as always. Makes you wonder with everything going on on the other other playing field there, Bass Pro Tour, if there'll be a couple legend spots opened up again. Maybe get some guys back in there that may want to come back. That's just me speculating. And then if you're in that field of guys 
can't really piss and moan about it because nobody got booted. So I, I could be strategic on Bass's part. And it's been a crazy year. Ups and downs, canceled tournaments, rescheduled tournaments, canceled tournaments again, rescheduled. Let's, you know, who knows if we'll get to keep fishing. It's a week-by-week basis at this point, but everybody's coming back for the 2021 Elite Series. Everybody. And maybe some new faces. There will be some new faces from the Opens regardless, but will those legend spots open up now? I think it's a power play. My opinion gets that field closer to 100 again, which I think is where you want it. My opinion. Just my opinion. And look, it's just like Marty Stone says. Let's just face it. If Marty says that it's right and he says that some of those guys over there uh, just can't hack it at the BPT with the format, so they're going to go running running away. So, you know, if he says it, it's probably going to happen. He said there were some guys not coming back. He didn't seem to be butthurt about it at all to say that on live broadcast. MLFLW news. Huge congratulations to Justin Lucas. Huge. That was total freaking insanity, first of all. Caught over 200 pounds of smallmouth. I don't even know how many he caught. I, I can't do math anyways. Um 200 pounds of smallmouth in the opening rounds and then in his last one caught over 100 again and it's just like it's crazy I was reading an article on how he figured it out and the pattern he found it was really cool really cool and uh, I text with Justin congratulating Justin Justin's a good guy and uh, we have a lot of mutual friends I know Justin fairly well he's a good guy he's a good family man and he is a uh, He's won, you know, he proved his worth. He won AOI at Bass. He won Elite Series. Now, and it seemed like it kind of took him a little bit to get in the groove of that over there, but, you know, he won the last one. So, um, congrats to him. And then he's rooming with freaking Joe Lee, Jordan Lee, knocked down AOI in that deal. And if I'm that kid, because he is a kid, he's like 27 years old, Jordan, if you're listening, just, just retire. I would just retire. Or maybe you should take up like – Catfish tournaments, crappie tournaments. Do something else that you're not just really good at. It's like him and Jacob Wheeler. Like, they just land on them all the time. Go do something else. <laughs> Man, it's something else to watch those guys. Uh, just when a guy – it's like some of the Van Dam years and some of these just – when they get on a roll – it's it's something to see in this sport. And it's like that in every sport. But man, fishing is just fishing is so different though because it's you against the fish. Gotta text our guests. Text our guest. But to see what he's done is uh is crazy. Positives from that event, I would say definitely the, the minimum helps, you know, the minimum help. Hell, if they could have weighed in one-pounders, I don't know how many one-pounders got caught. The, the weights might have been even crazier, but they had a two-pound minimum up there. And something I talked about last week that uh, was the payout getting cut down. Well, when I talked to some friends of mine over there that are fishing that, the payout was cut down that top place, top prize was cut down you know 100 grand to 65 64 whatever it was it was distributed everybody got a check 
Everybody got a check that showed up at the tournament because they're not going to have any more tournaments because of COVID and because uh, they're all fishing MLF Super Tournaments now, the ones that wanted to, and paying entry fees over there. So they distributed the cash amongst the field just like they did at Heavy Hitters, which I think is a good thing when everybody gets a check since there were so many events promised and now they're not getting to do that. And then who knows with next year – you're saying they're going to pay entry fees, so they need every dime they can get. It's tough. It's hard out here on a playoff. It's tough. So every dime will be needed. But but I applaud that. But the, the anglers did vote for that. The anglers did vote for that. And uh, and I think that was a good move. You know, uh, some of them are going to turn right back around and and donate that to the super tournament, the MLFLW Super Tournament, the FLW Tour event, which is no longer. Uh, the next one's at Lacrosse, Wisconsin, but the last one of the year was going to be at Detroit, St. Clair, in August, and it is now a no-go from the way I understand it because you can't have over 115 boats or 150 in a tournament in Michigan now. Like they put some kind of rule on that. Don't I don't, don't know. That's what I was told. Uh, word on the street was they were going to move it to Lake Oahe in South Dakota, but uh, I think most guys would rather put their fists in a blender than drive – 20 hours from where they live to go to the last tournament. So now it's either going to be Sandusky Bay or the Potomac in August, which is uh, a lot like going to uh, the face of the sun in August. It's the hottest place in the damn world. The Potomac River is as hot as it gets. But uh, those are the two choices, looks like, for the last Super Tournament of the year. Next week, they're going to be at Lacrosse, of course, like I said. Uh, be interesting to see how 200-and-something boats – uh, fits a lacrosse, but I, I have to say though, and kudos to them for rescheduling stuff. It's like bass, whoever, like like this weekend on Pickwick, there were two BFLs back to back days. And I've seen, I know they've been doing that a Saturday and a Sunday, and it's it's two separate tournaments. But to get them in, kudos to for, for that, and being able to figure it out. And maybe Oahe, South Dakota was the only choice that popped into somebody's head that was making that decision at first, but um, glad they could get it somewhere else for most of the guys. But uh, it's got to be crazy trying to replan all this stuff. It was like when MLF decided not to go to Vermont, BPT, whatever, uh, and then had to go to Sandusky, and a lot of guys are mad because, you know, you got housing and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah all that crap, and then you got to turn around and go to Sandusky, but man, or not Sandusky, excuse me, Sturgeon Bay, but hell, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? And, and so that's where we're at, and I, I don't, I don't want to be a tournament director right now. I don't want to be anything to do with the public eye when it comes to making a decision that could affect 100 people, 80 to 100 people, 150, 200, whatever, because one bad freaking article in the damn New York Times or whatever, bass fishing, killing people, whatever. Like, it's a crazy time right now. It's crazy. And so I'm not, uh, I'm not, not envious of anybody that has to make those decisions right now. Because there's no way to win. Like I said, some guys might have wanted to go to South Dakota. A bunch of them didn't. Some people may hate Sandusky Bay. Some people may hate the Potomac. You just got to get in where you fit in right now. Got to get in with a town that will let you come, a state that will let you come, maybe a place that's not a COVID hotspot. 
There's a lot of variables going into this stuff right now. It's not as simple as black and white. That is for sure. I mean, for sure. All right, our guest today is somebody that I, I really think a lot of. I've got to spend some time around him over the years. He lives not far from me. He has won over $400,000 in a very short professional career. He had a great regional and local career. He is feared in North Alabama, him and his brother, when they show up at the ramp. Mostly just because they throw a shaky head all the time, just beat, beat everybody's faces in. He has three Bassmaster wins, two of which were on his home lake, Smith Lake, where he is king. He is the king of Smith. He just wrapped up his second season on the BPT, and on last week's episode, he was either home or driving home, and he made a comment and said, hey, I'm not a superstar, but I would love to give you my opinion of everything going on. So we are going to right now try to get on the phone. Mr. Jesse Wiggins. Hello. Jesse Wiggins, what are you doing right now, sir? I am sitting on my back porch, in the sitting under a fan so I don't melt away in this blustering Alabama heat. Now, listen, I went and waded a creek today with my brother, and I've never been so hot to be waist deep in the water <laughs> all freaking day. It's miserable, man. Yeah, I, we do that. We wade creek here. I got one behind the house about 300 yards that we wade. We wade as kids, but I hadn't waded it in probably, I don't know, probably 10 years, but I've been thinking about it. I built the house on this land, and uh, this will be the first year, so I'll probably be wading that, so... So, yeah, we've been doing that too. I love. I used to love doing that. Oh, that's how we all grew up. I think in the South, it's a really good. Uh, it's a really good way to learn. I know I learned a lot about current fishing and the way fish, you know, react to different things. And yeah, well, it, they like around here they bite because they don't see lures. That's right. And, uh, so if you can go in the dead heat of summer and catch fish, you know, in the middle of the day. Oh yeah, that's what I always liked about it. Shoot, chat. Do you catch a lot of spotted bass in the creeks around yeah, it's there? It's like little red eye. We call them little red eye bass. It's okay. Like shoal. It ain't really a shoal bass, but it's you know it's just a little spotted bass. And then you catch some, you know, largemouth, pound and a half, two and a half pounds, but it's okay. mostly smaller ones. But um, but yeah, it's super super fun. Take a beetle spin or rooster tail or shaky head. I was gonna say shaky yeah. head's got to be on the list for you. I mean. Oh, it used to not be, and then we took that down there, like when we got older, and we realized we should have been throwing that the whole time down there. I'm like that with a with a Ned rig. I used to just always throw like I threw a slider worm all the time in a creek when I was a kid, little little four inch Charlie yeah. Brewer slider worm and stuff like that, and a, and a zoom fluke. I always threw a fluke around a bunch, but dude, now it's just like I just take a Ned rig, just some. That's just, that's the way I, I mean. do it. Anytime I'm on a smallmouth lake, just let us throw a Ned. Just, just throw a Ned. I mean, them spots like it, them smallmouth, them largemouth like it too. Sometimes, I, heck, yeah, I've even do. caught them rascals over on Gunnersville. So, well, well, first things first. Congratulations, you a you a new daddy this year yes. in this crazy. What what's it like? I asked Atkins this one day on the podcast what is it like bringing a kid into this crazy world right now yeah. is it scaring you to what, damn death or what yeah i mean it was crazy at the hospital like it was you know on the you know the maternity wing at the hospital it was like a ghost town like you couldn't have visitors so it was me and her only and then there was like one other uh family or one other 
uh, lady that was pregnant on the whole floor, and there was like two nurses. It was like it was just crazy because I, you know, I worked in the hospital forever, so I'm, yeah. I'm used to just, just a madhouse during the daytime, you know. And it was just it was just eerie being like nobody there and like you needed your nurse and she's like want to come in there because she's bored like it's, it was just weird wow because they couldn't have people there and that you know and it was all like you know you he was only there if he was having a baby you know on that part of the, the hospital but um but then you know i was thinking about that a couple of days ago it was like you know we're always going to remember <laughs> this year Ain't no doubt about old. that <laughs> it's going to be crazy crazy stuff that's why I was like, yeah, so when he gets older, we're going to get, to, um, you know, just looking towards the future, we're going to get to tell him about this year, the year he was born and how crazy stuff was. But and how everything changed in this one year, I feel like, you know, yep. I think that, yep. that's why I keep trying to explain to my boys. I'm like, look, y'all take all this in. I know it's craziness. I know y'all are kids. Y'all are little, but like, don't ever forget this because this is like a monumental moment, you know, in the whole world right now. Like we're seeing yeah. everything change right before our eyes, but uh so, first question, right out of the giddy, where did you get the nickname Crank? Okay, this is, I love telling the story because it really fits in with getting, you know, fishing. So, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it used to be crankbait, but it got shortened to crank. But, okay. I, we was, I think I was five years old, and me and my, I got two younger brothers, and we were all playing hide and go seek in the house, out of the house, you know. And, uh, I remember we had, built the tackle box or of course we took the tackle box apart and rearranged it you know every day we was always messing with fish and stuff anyways we had left the tackle box on the back porch and didn't pick up all the baits or something i don't remember exactly but i remember we was playing hide and go seek so i run out onto the porch to hide and i remember stepping over that crankbait seeing it like yeah i don't need to step on that well i guess my brother come around the corner or something well, i took off running well didn't even think about the mm. crankbaits yeah. step right on it when i was five and, uh, of course, I went down screaming, hollering, Daddy, come pick me up. <laughs> and, you know, he tried to get it out with a – and I just kept screaming. I couldn't, you know, I was a baby. I mean, I was a sissy, I guess. I, I remember screaming constantly. <laughs> but it did hurt. So, anyways, he's like, well, we're just going to take you to the emergency room. So, he took me to the emergency room, and they, I think they numbed it. And they got it out. And, uh, Dang. and he told me, he's like, from now on, we're just going to call you crankbait. And from I remember him saying that when we walked out of the hospital. And from that point on, like we played baseball and stuff growing up, DC youth and all that. So everybody's yeah. about and it just got shortened to crank. And like now in my hometown, people don't even know my real name. So I put crank on my personal Facebook page because some people didn't even know my real. Like, I remember growing up, but like, what's your name? <laughs> so they just know about crank. So I That's just awesome. it. and uh, it just, it just never died. Well, you, and, yeah, uh, to be a pro fisherman, I mean, what better nickname than that? I, I mean, I hell. It, I mean, but it just shows how long that we've been fishing. I mean, I've, you know, it's been with us since, you know, I don't, people ask me, say, when did you start fishing? I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't remember not fishing. You know, yeah. Always fishing. So that's kind of how we tell the story. But, but yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty neat. To, to be a <laughs> well, I said, well, and I've, I've seen people and I've been around when people have called you that. And I've seen, you know, people on Instagram, Facebook or whatever. Good job, Crank heck of a week whatever and i'm like oh, there's got to be a really good story behind this and I, i've never known i've never i've never known now i do i know you like to throw an old plug every now and then yes. you do like yep. to wind a plug uh yep. every now and then smith lake might get dirty every now yep. and then and you might you might have to throw one yep that uh that's about the only time we catch them all down here but if it ever gets dirty you don't have to have anything else most of the time yeah we do love throwing it 
it's, uh, it's I wish game it was on. because I love throwing it. I wish it was something that cool, but no, nah, really, it was just I stepped on one when I was five and had to go to the merch <laughs> and get it cut out. Well, but. I mean, they could call you Shake. Because you do like, I mean, yeah. you have absolutely won a lot of money on that uh, that old jig head worm. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, I'm probably sitting here talking to you right now because of that worm, honestly. That's awesome. So the house um, the shaky head built. Do what now? I said the house the shaky head oh, built. absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely. I'm sitting on the porch because of the shaky head. There's no doubt. That's too cool, man. <laughs> that's yeah. too cool. Well, talk about, to me... You're, I was thinking about this today because I've known of you for a long time and just gotten to know you in the last few years. But you are a guy that is the perfect example of what hard work, working your way up through the ranks, not getting ahead of yourself, really. You know, I think a lot of young people need to hear that because I think a lot of guys want to go from high school tournaments to you know the elite series and bass pro tour now you know where they think they think that that's the that's the next step yeah but but dude you did it in you've always been proud of your of your old stratus you fished in your old stratus yep. and and yep. you absolutely cut your teeth and you still do you fish as many tournaments as you can get in talk a little bit about your journey for folks yep. that that don't know jesse wiggins as well as Maybe they do some of the other guys on tour. Right. Talk about your journey and what it meant for you to work hard and go through the right steps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just kind of condense it down. You know, we grew up, my daddy had us fishing from, like I said, I couldn't remember not fishing. And he always fished tournaments and stuff and had a boat when he was younger. And uh, But he always found a way to get us fishing on the weekends. Like, we didn't have a boat. when we He sold his boat when he had kids. We was, you know, we didn't have a ton of money. So my grandpa had a boat. My uncles had boats. And uh, we'd go with him, and I'd go with my uncles. Me and my brother went with my, my Uncle Philip, you know, more times than I can count. And then uh, Daddy would always have us fishing on the weekends or something. We was always hunting or fishing every weekend and every time he was off work. So he got us fishing. And then me and my brother got old enough. Uh, to start fishing like on our own driving to the lake on our own so we started teaming up in team tournaments and uh like i remember when i was young we wouldn't team and, and like he fished a tournament by himself one time and I, he had to have been 15 years old like just to permit and took it and he blew us out like blew. this is when <laughs> i realized like okay i want him as my partner you know that and this is jordan this is your brother jordan, brother jordan right? okay he's a year and a half younger so it's, I'm just kind of telling the story how we started fishing right. together. I mean, we'd always fish together, but not really tournaments. So when he won that tournament, I mean, it was just like a little, you know, Saturday tournament. But he, like, blew everybody away by himself. And I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to fish with him from now on. He catches them, you know. <laughs> so from that point on, it was, me and him was in the – if we fished tournament, we was a team. So we borrowed a boat. Um, it was a family friend. We used his boat. It had a – it was a 70 Johnson on an old low. We took it to Smith. Now, this the whole time, we've never had a depth boat. I got my first depth finder when I bought that Stratus in 2012. But <laughs> So we just fished Smith. We'd put the boat in and start fishing down the bank. We got a bite. We marked it with our mind, you know. And so eventually we figured out that, you know, you go back to that spot and you fish, you know, fish places. You don't really fish areas. You fish exact cast. Well, we learned all that on our own fishing those tournaments. <laughs> so we got really good at Smith, you know, because we just, you know, we went three nights a week. So we got older. My grandpa had a boat. We was in high, I graduated high school, and my we wore out my grandpa's old bum. He had an old bumblebee. I'm talking about we wore it out. Had a, had a 200 Johnson Venom on it. 
I had to spray ether in it the last couple of years of driving it to get it to crank. It was so cold natured. We'd be out there. The motor, it would just barely crank. And then I remember one time we'd won a big tournament at the dam, uh, Smith Lake Dam. I think we won like $3,500 and the boat didn't crank all day. Not one time did that boat We just on the trolling motor all day. And there was two tournaments going on. We got in both of them and luckily won it. That's probably my favorite fishing story there, just not cranking the boat. Unreal. I won two big tournaments in the same yes. day. So, but yeah, but like you said, we never got ahead of ourselves. And I, mean, I knew I didn't have any money. Got out of high school, had zero money. I was like, I mean, I had money just to get around on, but I mean, you know, no money in the bank, you know, no daddy's check coming in, nothing like that. Right. And, and I always tell people this is, like, do not ever let somebody tell you that it's a rich man's game. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's expensive once you get it there. It is. But you can make it with zero dollars. Like, I don't, I hate hearing people say that because, you know, if I would have believed that, I would have never got to do it. You You'd have never even tried. Yeah, oh, I would have never tried. So, like, like, when I was in the ninth grade, I had a guy tell me, my uh, one of my student teachers, he was a student teacher, and I was wrote a paper, of course, you know, wanting to be a professional fisherman, you know, it was a career day. And he read my paper out loud and was like laughing in my face. Like, mm. you can't do that. You realize how, how tough those guys are, how good they are, all the sponsors. And I'm like, and I just kind of, I don't know, I was like, man, that sucks. He just embarrassed me in front of the class, you know. And like, why would a teacher like tell you you couldn't do something, you know. So anyway, <laughs> from that point on, I was like, I got to prove that guy wrong. Like, that was one of my driving factors is proving him wrong. But, uh, but anyways, we to go fast forward a little bit we uh i got out of high school and i went to college and i wanted something i could work 12 hour shifts and i could fish the rest of the time so i you know i applied for respiratory therapy here at the local community college and uh it's a hospital job you work 12 hour shifts so you work three days you was off four and i'm like well, that'd be perfect for i can get to fish the most doing that and luckily my mama let me stay at home like i knew that i wouldn't go be able to afford to do all this and i told her i was like just give me five years and uh, I think, you know, to see if I could make something happen. So, like, the third year, I think I saved up enough, paid a down payment on that old Stratus. It was a 2008 Stratus with a Yamaha on it. And, uh, son, we thought we had the best boat in the world. It was, I think it was, yeah, it was 2012. So the boat was four years old. It was 2008. And I thought, I mean, I, we just, me and Jordy, we went fishing. The night I brought it home from the dealership, we went fishing in that stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, it was so, it had, awesome. like, a HTS-10 on it and an HDS-7, and that was the first time we'd ever even had a depth finder. Yeah. So, you know, so at that point, uh, we started going to other lakes around Alabama, and then 2013 or 14, 14, the Alabama Bass Trail come along, mm-hmm. and uh, we're like, well, let's just start, let's fish that, see how we do, you know, around the state. And so I would go, my work schedule allowed me to go and practice a couple of days before the tournament started, so I would go and practice, and Jordan would just show up on Saturday most of the time. And it taught me how to find fish on different lakes because I was most of the time I was by myself. So ended up we did well in the Alabama Bass Trail, and then like the opens would come, like the Bassmaster opens would come to Smith every now and then. So I was like, I want to fish those. So I fished one in like 2012, and I think I like finished 50th or something. And so they come again in 2014, and you know was fishing Alabama Bass Trail and had some success. And so I was like, well, you know, and that's when they did the win and you're in. You win one, you make the classic. So I was like, well, let's fish all of them. So I fished all three in the division and ended up finishing second in the points. And I, wow. but and everybody's like, man, you qualify for the lease series. I'm like, well, I don't know what that means because I have zero dollars in my name. <laughs> You're like, like, yeah. You know, I've won. Congratulations. Here's a credit card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I'd won $7,000, you know, at Smith's. So, and I think I used that to pay 
I bought a, a better truck because the truck I was pointing with was a, was a, a, a sport track, a Ford sport track, like a 2003 Ford sport track, trying to pull that big boat, that V6, all around the country. It just didn't work out. So I used that money I wanted Smith to buy me a better truck. So I didn't have any money still, but, you know, I was, you know, I was like, well, heck, you know, I don't know if I got lucky or what, but, you know, I finished second in the points in the Opens, which is, you know, a pretty stout field of fishermen, you know. So I was like, well, maybe I can fish. So anyways, the Opens didn't come back to Smith the next year in 15. So in 16, they was coming back, and we've just still been fishing Alabama Bass Trail and, you know, just fishing stuff locally. And so I said in 16, my plan is to win the Open on Smith, which is 50000 plus a classic berth, and then, you know, do well in the other two tournaments, qualify for the elites again. And if I do, I'm going to give it a shot. Because, you know, I was still at home. I didn't have any kids. I wasn't married. And I mean, this was my plan. You know, it took five years from 2012. But, I mean, like I told her, I said, I told my mom, I said, just give me five years and, you know, we'll see what happens. So, anyways, 2016 come along the season and I fished the Opens. And lo and behold, they come to Smith, perfect time. The fish moved up on the bed the night before the tournament. And I just murdered them like the whole time, <laughs> just murdered spot. Like it was so, e- like it was the easiest fishing I'd ever done. Jeez. And I won that, won that open and did well in the other two tournaments, qualified for the elites and just started fishing off that money I won. So it's like, um, you know, I didn't feel bad about spending the money because I'd won it fishing. So I'm like, well, I'm going to put it right back into fishing. So if I, you know, if I lost it, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I wanted fishing, so I didn't feel bad about putting it back in the fish. Absolutely. And that's how I, I just started fishing the elites. And uh, when I started the elites in 2017, um, I had enough to pay three deposits. So, you, you know, we got to pay deposits then. And you could, I think I had enough to fish. I think it was four tournaments and three deposits. So if I wouldn't have caught anything, I would have been <laughs> sent back home, which I love it like that. Like I used to, I, now I got a little bit of money, but like it don't, I mean, I still, I'm still driven, but I loved it back then knowing that you don't catch nothing here. You probably not going to get to go next week, you know? So that makes you work hard. Oh, it, it just makes every bite mean so much more. Like I, I don't even see how I handled the stress. Like it wasn't really stressful because I was loving every single minute of it. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's because you're born to do it. I mean, yeah. it's not stressful. Atkins is like that. Jordan Lee's like that. There's something about y'all's y'all's guys that are around y'all's age group that are just y'all are different, man. And I know you're a little older than a couple of those guys I mentioned, but Connell. I mean, a lot yeah. y'all are just cool under pressure. I've always thought that about y'all, and that's a that's. 90% of this game is between your freaking ears. You oh, know that. No I mean, it's between no your ears. You can't out – you can, in a way, outwork people. Carl Jacobson said this on uh, on Boats and Pros, that that deal I do on YouTube. He said this while I interviewed him. He said his problem when he first came over here was he tried to outwork everybody. He thought he could just outwork everybody. He said bass don't care. They don't right. care at all. He yeah. said I was actually outworking myself, you know, a little bit. And so it is. It's right between the ears, man. Yeah. So you it's, had it's, zero sponsors, basically. Exactly. When so, you started. Yeah. When 2017 come, Jinko Fishing, um, and I met them because I think they had reached out to Jordan Lee. And uh, Jordan was already sponsored by Strike King, so Jordan gave them my number. And uh, <laughs> he, so he, they called me, and so they gave me $5,000. That was my only paying sponsor. So TH gave me. Uh, my jack plate and stuff for my boat and power pole gave me power poles and uh, like Honda I got I think I had 50% discount off my motor 
that year and my bass cap uh, percentage off the bass cap. But as far as paying sponsors, I had $5,000. So you had to make one, it work. Was one tournament entry fee. And, but I had some money, set, like I had some money left over from that open. I think I paid my truck off and I paid my uh, Stratus off. I think I had like two years of payments left and I paid that off. And, uh, but I got that bass cap the week before the season started. And uh, luckily I had a new boat and a new motor and like, you know, because that Stratus was on its last leg. Like I had more. I put so much. It had some hours on it. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The last, I, I just want to tell this story right quick. The last open that I, the one I won in 2017 in Florida, which was a complete fluke. I don't know how, I mean, I know how I won it. I got lucky scrap, found the best spot on the lake. But <laughs> um, won that open. And the last, the, the next to the last day of the term, like the second day of the tournament, I was running in and I, my motor hadn't been running good all week. Like, it hadn't been run good at all, and I knew it was about to go because it done blew up like five times, so I knew what it was going to do. And uh, so I was running in, and it made this awfulest racket, and I was like, oh, gosh. And I had a good bag. I knew I was going to be in the top 12. So I get back, and I, was, I think I was in fourth going in the final day, and I told Matt Lee, I said, Matt, I need to borrow your boat. I said, I think I can win the tournament, but I, my boat's not going to make it. And I wasn't even running that far, but I was like, I just don't think it's going to make it. He's like, heck yeah, dude, just take it. I'll take yours home, and you bring mine. So he let me borrow his boat. Anyways, long story short, I won the tournament out of his boat, and I get my boat back from him, and I go to Smith like the next day or something. It was the first time I crank it up since Florida, and I crank it up at the dam, and before I even get to the mouth of the dam, the motor blows up. <laughs> oh, no. So I wouldn't have won that tournament if it wouldn't have been if Matt wouldn't let me borrow his boat. So it's just like stuff it just works out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you like it's like this: you prepare as much as you can prepare, and you're you're going to get in the position to get lucky. That's the way I see that's, it. That's it. I, I you agree. You put yourself in the position to get lucky, and you got to take advantage of it. Like and Jacob I, Wheeler catching a 10-pounder at Chickamauga, a lot of people yeah. would say luck or whatever, but no, it's yeah. being on the right place, throwing the right thing. And yes, yeah. that could have been a three-pounder, but he was also catching a lot of other fish on that spot too. I mean, yeah. fishing is a lot of luck, but we don't get lucky because we were just throwing over our shoulder blindfolded and backwards just because exactly. we knew what we were supposed to be doing yeah. or thought we did. Yeah. Uh, well, well, let's jump in. So that's all, dude. Like I said, y'all make sure you're following Jesse if you're not uh, on everything because he's he's one of the, the real deal guys. At the first Elite Series tournament you fished, you almost won it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like I said. And just those, kept rolling. Yeah. Yes. Like, I've got I've been very fortunate from 2016 to now I've been very fortunate but yes I have it ain't like I didn't ever fish I put my time on no yeah. yeah yeah so so when the decision came when all this craziness in our sport broke loose and there's going to be this new deal and you're hearing about that is one of your draws to that obviously the entry fee thing because Absolutely. yeah Absolutely. If, you're, if you're a young guy like you said, because this, this is something that, that Tim Horton has said on the show and, and that Gerald Sporey and I had to talk about. And I, and I get it for a young guy, like you said, hey, congratulations, you made the Elite Series. Now we need your deposit. It was the same one on the FLW Tour. Hey, you made the FLW Tour. Um, but So that was a big, big deal for you. Absolutely. So when, like I said, when I made the Elites in 17, the entry fees was 48000 So, you know, like you said, congrats. We need 48000 or at least 8000 You know, you get to go the first tournament. So, anyways, 
I told, I mean, I said this as soon as I qualified for the elites, you know, they'd send us surveys and stuff. And I'm like, guys, you, we got to do something about this entry fee. This ain't feasible for, you know, a normal, like, cause if I wouldn't have won those opens, like, even if I would have qualified, you know, if I would have just finished second at the open on Smith instead of winning it and I would have still won the points or, you know, did good in the points, I still couldn't have fished cause I wouldn't have won that tournament. And I didn't have, like, you can't get enough sponsors to pay entry fees level of the elite series just by doing well in the opens if you don't know somebody you like you got to do well first to get sponsors if you don't know anybody and i didn't know a single soul in the fishing industry you know so like i feel like if you know somebody or you know you got a part a business partner or something that you know you can do it but but it's still not easy to get that money though exactly i mean it's still not easy even if you know everybody it's eighty thousand dollars away if you don't catch him that's exactly right i told him i kept telling him i was like you got we got to do something you know every survey i would get like we got to do something just to make it feasible for uh you know somebody like me or you know somebody that has a family to to take this leap because you don't want to you know the next kvd could be coming up but if he don't get that break to win that tournament he may not ever you know get to fish but anyways I kept saying that. So when the Bass Pro Tour got announced, they told us, like, you're probably going to get to, it's probably going to be no, you can pay. Like, when they gave us our first contracts, it was, we was going to pay interest. Right, I remember there that. there was so much money for the payout, there was enough, you know, still to pay 100000 first place and pay down to 40th, which is 6000 And so it'd be the same, pretty much the same payout as the elites, but no entry fee if we voted on that. So Absolutely. We, of course, everybody voted no entry fee and, like they, I was told, that's probably how everybody was going to vote, and that's what we did. So that's 100% my reason of wanting to go over there. And I was, you know, we're trying to build something to where if a guy qualifies up now that they bought FLW, like, you know, guy qualifies up, you know, to the highest level of MF Major League Fishing, there was going to be no entry fee. So that was the whole, you know, that, I say whole, that was 90% of my decision making. And why not that be? Like, if this is a business or you're running your, you know, you're trying to operate yourself like a business or make money, why would you not get a $50,000 raise? Yeah, $50,000, yeah, to the good yeah. before you ever make a cast. Exactly. And and, I, and I've said that on here multiple times, that if you get that invite that first year, right. you, you can't turn it down. Right. I, I mean, to, or, or I shouldn't say you can't because there were guys that did and right. there are guys that are doing very well at Bass that, that stayed and, and yes. you know, it's working out for everybody. Bass made some changes because of all this stuff. But but my point being, it's a no-brainer to have a fishing tournament with no entry fees. But but now with everything going on, I mean, what, what are your feelings now? I mean, is it is it frustrating that it's changing? Is it like with this year not getting to fish more entry fee free tournaments? What was your mindset on that when they said, hey guys, yeah. we're going to go we're going to give you guys an opportunity to fish FLW so you can still fish for money but but you're going to pay entry fees to that and we're not going to have as many BPT events. Just talk about, I mean, what what's your yeah. mindset on that? So I was, I mean, I wasn't just livid but I mean, because I, you know, we kind of knew that something was, I think we all this, with this COVID deal, they pretty much told us as soon as we started having canceling tournaments, they're like, guys, you know, the sponsors ain't liking us not fishing, you know, all this. And they kind of told us this is what they were just telling us. And right. So when they told us we had entry fees, like, it sucks. I mean, it does suck. I mean, nobody wants to give them, give somebody $40,000 no. to go do their job. I mean, but I mean, they're, it's a 40, so the entry fees are going to be 40000 but if you don't get a single bite all year, like don't catch a single fish, you're gonna lose fourteen thousand. So 
that's not, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm sitting here happy with that, but it's better than, you know, being out 48,000 for sure. You know, when you, once you sign, if you don't catch anything. Now talk so about that for a second. Why, why are you only out 14 grand? Explain so that. They're going to pay back every, I don't know if they're paying back every spot. I think they're paying back every spot. Um, so everybody in the field essentially will get a check. get a check. Yes. But you're going to so, pay entry fees. But it's not going to be enough to cover your entry fee if you don't, you know, at least make the couple cuts. You got to catch them. Yeah, you still got to catch them to get your all your entry fee money back. So, I mean, it's not, like I said, I'm not happy with it by any means. But, I mean, they this, they just told us, like, we got to do this. Is the, this is our best option to keep, you know, to make sure that, the for the ang like for not really for the anglers but they just told us this is what we got to do and they they didn't make any promises about you know two years down the road right but they said you know for these two like two years this year and next year we, we're gonna have to pay this entry fee and i mean in that i don't want to get into the like they're what they tell us no no don't yeah don't I mean, do anything to get it, you in trouble at all i just right. i mean i don't feel like i get in trouble but it, no I feel like it's our business meeting i don't want to just like, no of course not of course not there's but they there's, make us like they, I mean, they're very open with us. Like more open than, like we was at Bass. You know, you never heard anything. You just like the only thing you heard was like send your check here. So I mean, that's so it's. I don't know. So you do like, still feel, feel like, like it's very angler driven, angler centric, right I, I now. Mean, they let us in on everything. Now this decision, you know, we didn't get to vote on this decision. I mean, we voted on all the other decisions. Like I heard you talk about last week about them cutting the payout. Yeah, but and I addressed that before you came on, and I, I want because I, I wanted to address okay. that because they they spent that money or distributed that through the field, and yes, I wanted to say that. that. Yes, 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 we voted. On I that. found that out afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they let us vote on that one. I just, I just want to defend them for a minute. Yeah, for sure, and I applaud them for that. Like yeah. like I said, not as many events this year. Hey, right. if everybody gets a check, that's great. And for the right. guys, if the guys want to take that money and put it back into the FLW Super Tournaments or whatever, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I no, I no, I, I talked about that before you came on. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 all I saw on that, and I'll completely say jump the gun, but all I saw on that was a payout, and I had freaking however many people send it to me, um, right. and that was not explained. But then I talked to a couple guys that fished, and they said, "Hey, yeah. uh, listen to the podcast, same as you. Hey, listen to the podcast. Yeah. No, that's not how that went down." And and my thing is, I always want to be, if I can be uh, straightened out, if I get something wrong. So, yeah, I talked about that before you came on. So, you did. Okay. And I and I and and it was like the heavy hitters thing, letting everybody fish that tournament because y'all were losing events yes. and everybody getting yes. a check. I thought yes. that was I thought that was good. I do think that's good. Um, question, could, dude, you're, you're a, just an old school guy for a young guy, but you're old, old school at heart, I feel like. Did you like the idea of fishing the FLWs, or were you like, man, I fought to get to the mountaintop, so to speak, right? and now i got to go back and fish that? I mean, talk about that, because I know you're fishing them, and you did well at Chickamauga, but talk about that. Is that, I mean, you love bass fishing, and I know a couple of my other buddies right. over there are like, I just love fishing. I'm going to go fishing. It sucks to pay an entry yeah. fee, but is that kind of where you're at with that? Yeah, I mean, it. Like I know, like, the only thing, the Really, the part I hated about it the most when they told when they told us they was gonna pay ten thousand down to a hundred with a five thousand dollar entry fee out of two hundred guys. I feel like like I ain't saying nothing against the other guys, but I feel like I should. Be able you do to your job, yes. You do your job, you're gonna get a check. Do my job, yep. I can win five thousand. So you tell old redneck, hey, you get to go fish a tournament. If you make top hundred, you get you get to clear. 5, I get it. I mean, I want to fish it, but I felt 
bad for the guys like they're out there fishing for points on chickamauga which is a very small lake for 200 boats in the summertime so what if i'm on a hole that's that right a guy could make a check on or get you know get points on so when i and he's trying to get to your no entry yeah. fee level yeah yes. yes so i fished hat like i fished away from everybody there was one spot i fished where uh Clayton bats pulled up on me and I, I was catching them i was like dude come in just cast right here like I was like, y'all are fishing for points. Like, I think I got enough to make a check. I was like, I don't care. But I'm like, I don't care to fish around people. I'm like, bring it on in. Show me how to catch them. That's the way I right. So, and I and so I kind of just, I said, I'll, I'm, I'm leaving. You know, I gave it to him. But I, I just felt, whole, like, I didn't really, like, but I know it was, you know, our points didn't count, but they still got points. But it's still like, on a lake like that, I could be fishing that hole, you know, and that guy don't get to fish it. He would have got to fish it if i wasn't there that's right so and catch them so i kind of felt bad about that but but then i talked to several of the fow guys and they liked the fact that we was getting the payout i don't know so yeah they're split those guys are split on it i think you know some of them are really all about it now i think this new announcement that y'all are going to be allowed to fish next year if you want to has ruffled a lot more feathers than this year because i think this year everybody's like hey let's just figure it out it's a crazy ass year we gotta we gotta come up with something you know and but but now i think next year like hey y'all gonna get to do it again if you want to i think there's some guys that are like yeah i call bullcrap on that right (laughs) for sure i think then the reason mlf you know they're letting us fish them is because they want the guys in the bass pro tour with the bigger names and stuff to fish the tournaments because more people is going to pay attention absolutely i get it i mean that's, i get that's the play what, so i get why they're doing it but yes i don't know like are, are we going to get to count our points like i don't know yep. about that part yeah i don't know if we're going to get to like qualify for a championship they haven't told us that are those so guys yeah, gonna or some of those guys gonna get to go to red crit you know what i mean like is it no, is it gonna yeah, be one of those exactly. kind of things so uh, if, if they did do something like that where they could make a championship that they wouldn't have originally made you know it may make it a little easier yes and there's still a lot of those guys that'll probably be like hey bring it on this is fun because i know a lot of guys had fun you know had fun in the event uh but if it was if it was me like just fishing i would love it like i want to see how i do it. oh yeah and if i'm doing this to be to try to make a living doing it i want to see if i can compete against those guys that i'm going to be competing against anyways i get it like that's the way i see it but i don't i mean i'm not like, I love competition and fishing. Like, that's what I, you know, against the best. That's why. And then that's another reason why we was talking about interface. When MLF was, you know, or when the Bass Pro Tour decided, that's where all the guys were going. And that's who I grew up watching. So I was like, well, if I could fish against those guys, that's where I want to fish. And plus a no entry fee. So that was a, that was a big decision in it, too. I've heard so, a lot of people say that, too, yeah. because it's. I mean, there was like, you know, when all those, when Gerald and, you know, all those guys, Kevin and Skeet and all those go over there like, well, I've, I wanted to fish against those guys my whole life, so that's where I'm going to fish too. So, but yeah, I mean, I just don't know about the FOW, like getting to fish those tournaments. I don't know how they're going to do it to make both sides happy. <laughs> it, it, and I well, hope it, they do do something to make make it worthwhile for both sides, for I, sure. I do too, because I mean, you know, me, I fished the tour for a few years, and I have to say like, and it's no big secret, I mean, I, I bailed out on it this year because I just didn't didn't know where everything was headed. Um, had a lot of other things going on too, but but it's uh, family wise and, and career wise outside of fishing. But it's one of those things where I think if I if I'm still there, you know, if I'm if I'm getting ready to pay my entry fees and I'm an FLW guy and 
tried and true, it would have it would have stung. It would have stung right. to say, hey, we're fixing to give 80 of these guys a chance. But now the same could be said, though, and I think you would agree for Elite Series guys fishing the Opens or right. uh, guy, tour guys fishing the Toyotas, Coastas, whatever, right. over and the years. Not, same thing. That's why Bassmaster lets them fish the Opens is because they want, you know, the guys. Absolutely. I mean, that's the truth for both. I mean, I've heard Bass say that. They want us no doubt. fishing that stuff. I mean, it, but there's no shame in it. I mean, you got a business or you got your company, you want the most people following it. You're like, I don't, I mean, I get it, but you also, you know, you got to make sure the anglers are happy. That's right. One paying the bills. So, That's exactly right. Um, yeah. Those are your customers yeah. at the end of the day. They're your employees and customers, which is a exactly. weird, a weird situation to be yeah. in. I, I will say this for the Super Tournament. It was interesting to, to watch. 200 and something boats in a pro term is way too many. I feel like right. now. Oh, it is. You know, it especially is. like you said, on Lake Like Chick, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out at Lacrosse because I've only been there once and I can't remember if it fished small or not, really. I feel like it kind of did in an FLW with like 160 boats. But, um, you know, and then you guys are going to go, sounds like to Sandusky or Potomac or somewhere instead right. of. What's the deal with St. Clair? Can you, can you clear that they, up? Is it. They just. They just told us Detroit wasn't allowing big tournaments. That's okay. I've heard. Okay. And they said that, like you said, it was either going to be Sandusky or, or uh, Potomac, which I hope it's not Potomac. I've never <laughs> been there. I've heard that from a few guys. I've watched every single video. Like, and that's another thing. Like, I watch every single bass show. Like, people, like, I've seen a com- I was reading some of the comments on your video before I come on, <laughs> and a guy said that MLF does too much coverage. I saw that one too. I, I don't think I responded to that comment yet. Yeah, I thought that was silly. Yeah. I was like, come on now. Like, <laughs> I every- I, as soon as Bassmaster Live comes on, I'm watching it. MLF, as soon as the- well, I put the boat on the trailer after I got my teeth kicked in, I cut it on and to watch it. Like, I just don't understand why everybody's so negative about getting to watch more fishing. Like, I've never, that's the thing. I don't like, and then as far as MLF, you know, you get it. I say, like, I see the comments. There's a, there's a lot of hate. A lot of that. negative, man. There's a I'm lot like, of negative. But the only thing about MLF, it's the only, I will say this. It's the only show that I've walked in my grandmother's or mother's house. And this is before I was on the Bass Pro Tour. And they would be watching MLF and have it recorded on their DVR. Really? On Discover, or on the Outdoor Channel? Yes. So more, there's people watching that show. I hate, I mean, I hate to tell them, but there's people watching. No, there's definitely people watching. And yeah. I, I think that, and I think a lot of the fans, I think this year, and I said this before you came on too, because I, I, Sturgeon Bay was a stupid good event. Like it was. It was good. If you like watching fish get caught, because I had buddies of mine that normally don't watch it as much that were like, damn, them guys are killing them. You know, I mean, yes. they're, they're talking it up. And uh, I think the minimum helped y'all a tremendous amount. I think for a yes. lot of people, and, and this obviously you know me and my, you know what I talk about on here and stuff, for me, I think it's a lot of the, I think it's confusion for a lot of people. I think it's yes. where you get a lot of fans. Fans, fans don't like change. And I think yes. there's a lot, there. it's split. You got half the bass fishing right. crowd that's like, I hate the format. See, I'm not a format hater. Like, that's the weird thing is I get lumped into that sometimes, but the format doesn't, like, I don't, I don't care because the cream rises to the top it, regardless, it, right? Like, Jacob Wheeler, Gordon Lee is still going to win. Yeah, yeah, that's what me, I mean, that's, the Atkins made a really good point on here. Um, he said that sometimes for him, the format's actually harder because 
if if Wheeler's got a hundred pounds in a day, he knows he's got to make freaking seventy five good casts to catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, and he said, in yeah. a five fish day, I ain't got to make but five or six good casts all day long. You know, and there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. So I will I will say that I've never been. I think the format um, does confuse a lot of people. I think. From a simplicity standpoint, like I said it before, I mean, Lucas caught over 200 pounds, but I still can't tell you how many bass he had to get that, and I went to county school, so I can't do that math real quick anyways, so it wouldn't matter. But you tell me you got five for 37, I can figure that out pretty quick. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's but that's just how we grew up. So I think that's a lot of it. But to me, uh, me and Darian were talking about this this week, like I would hate the format if I was in it because mentally for me, I know me and fishing, and I know that I couldn't hear, hey, Luke, uh, Jesse Wiggins just caught another one. Hey, Luke, Jesse Wiggins. I couldn't yeah. listen to that crap all day. Like, there's yeah. no way. I'd be ready to yeah. go home by about lunch, you know? Yeah. For sure. It's, it's definitely, like, I feel like a lot of people that is never, like, I didn't, like, have no idea about that score trigger. But once you get in the boat, and it, it's so it's so much more, like, you know the excitement you feel, like, say you you're, like on the verge of getting a check, you know you're right on the verge. You yes. got ten minutes left, and you're like, "Dude, I just need you know." In your gut, you, you feel it. In your gut, that's yeah. the feeling you feel the whole time when they say <laughs> lines in. It's like insane. It just oh, it's addicting. Like you just, it's that feeling you just love about tournament, and that's what. And I feel like the guys that love it, I mean, just absolutely like love that feeling. That's my feeling, and I'm not one like I sucked it up at MLF. I finished fifty in the points last year, and I finished sixty eight this year. So it's not like I'm, I mean, I have no way caught them good. Like last year I had a few decent terms. This year, suck city. So it ain't like I'm out here whacking them and love the form, like love it and catch them in this format. But I, I just like that. Like just an ex- example, like yesterday, a guy, uh, the marketing guy from MLF called me and said, like, I mean, I know it's, you know, they probably caught everybody, but he's like, you know, if you got any new sponsor, if you got a sponsor, an old sponsor or something, just let us, if you got a potential sponsor, if you want to get us on the call, we'll tell them, you know, how we structure things, all the MLF, the coverage. And it's like, like, I would have, like, the only call ever, like, I, I, I don't want to say, like, I'm sounding bashing Bassmaster, but the only call you get over, you got over there was like, hey, you're, late, you're a day late on your entry fee. You need to pay me. And, like, I'm like, so MLF does all this stuff for the anglers, and, like, and I see everybody just ripping on them, and I'm like, yeah, y'all don't know, like, Y'all need to know both sides of the story. Like, I get people don't like the, like, some people don't like the format, but it's one year old or two years old now, a year and a half old. Like, you know, I don't, like they say, it wouldn't, Rome wouldn't build in a day. Just give it time. And, like, they're, they're making, like, I feel like, you know, every one of our meetings we talk about, like, the two pound minimum, like, was a big time change and it helped. I think, I feel like it helped a lot. For sure. It didn't, didn't help me out any, but like, <laughs> it helped. Help, which I wouldn't have caught them in a like a two fish um, limit. Like it didn't matter. I just sucked all year. So, but I'm like, they're actually like they care. Like I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to say. It ain't like I'm bashing Bassmaster. Like, I still love Bassmaster. I watch. Like I said, I watch all the coverage. I follow along. I still talk to you know Kelly J and all them over there, and Gerald. And all, I mean, I love it. And people talking about, well, you know, guys are going to leave. Got let them leave. Who can, they want to fish a different format? It ain't like. Like, who cares if they leave? Like, that don't matter. Like, we, they want to fish over there. That's fine with me. Let them fish over there. I mean, it don't matter. They want to fish over Like, Like, people want to make it like it's a competition. Like, people, we hate each other and all this. Like, 
Well, there's a you don't you don't, but there are guys on both sides, and you know this though. There are people on both sides, whether it's from an organizational standpoint, people, the higher ups, whatever, that don't like the other organizations for sure, for obvious reasons, because it's fierce competition, and there are people that. I try, dude, and I get labeled biased, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I know I'm hard on them. I get it. I know I'm hard. I also feel like that I bring an angle to it that a lot of people don't know some of the things going on. Yes. Uh, and I think that that's good in a sport. And I, and I, and I would say for, for the people that don't like what I have to say, if, if you guys are the news right now, this is what I was trying to say this last week because I had somebody say, you shouldn't be talking about MLS. I'm like, it's the news right now. They yeah, announced it's entry fees. Trump. It's what I'm talking about. It is what I'm it's talking about Donald right Trump. now. It's what everybody's talking about right now. Yes. Yeah. But but if Bass, and I talked about Bass a ton on this episode because they're up there in New York and it's kind of a crazy time and a lot of anglers didn't want to go. If Bass had something going on that was – News breaking in a negative light I'm going to cover it just like I cover that It just hasn't been that way lately Now they did have some guys pissed That didn't want to go to New York And I spent 30 minutes talking about that Before you came on here So I mean it's I don't know I just think that uh, I I was grateful to see When you commented It made me laugh Hey if you want to get somebody on here That's a you know, I forget what you called yourself A bottom dweller And I just rolled I just rolled my eyes at you uh, when I read that comment But then I had a lot of people I've had several people this week They must have seen your comment But they're like Please get Jesse Wiggins on Please get Jesse Wiggins yeah. on So so I really appreciate you coming on dude And and being as honest and transparent And I knew you would be Because this is what I think people label The You know it's a It is a We live in a Chevy versus Ford world If that makes sense People get really brand loyal and they get, and it's the same, you know, bass fishermen are like, oh, you run a Honda? Pfft, I'm Mercury for life, boy. Enjoy his time at the service yard. You know, we live in that world. Oh, you run Lawrence? <laughs> well, let me tell you what you're missing. I mean, we live in yeah. that kind of world, especially in fishing. So it is bass versus MLF. When that divide was created, it definitely became that. People pick sides. They're going to continue to pick sides. Um, I watch both. I have great friends at both. I pull for people at both. Uh, and I like to see people, you know, love to see. I know Justin Lucas is the biggest MLF fan out there from what I hear. I know Justin really likes it. I was proud to see him win. He probably disagrees with a lot of things I got to say, but I know that Justin and I can have a civil conversation just like right. you and I did. Yeah. You know? I mean, and that's that's fair. That's what that's what we should be able to do in this country. Like you said with Donald Trump or Joe Biden, whatever, whatever side of the fence you're on in that, we should be able to have a civil conversation and not rip yeah. each other's throats out over what we believe. Right. You know. And I and like you said about the Ford and like it's you know, Ford versus Chevy. The way I think I see it a little different than a lot of those guys because like I would just be happy to have a new truck. Like that's the way I, 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 I get that. I, I get I that. Just get to, and so that's why I get like, dude, y'all are, I mean, but I get it. Like, but the thing about it is like, I'm like, I don't want to just sit here and tell people that they're doing something, but like a lot of the guys, they're watching both shows. Like even if Bro, you one and thousand like, percent, you thousand percent. Watch that. Like even just like, you know, like Bassmaster when Gross caught those two big ones that last day, Dude, that gave me chills. If that don't get you fired up, what does? Yeah. And then when, like last week, when Mark Daniels was coming back on Lucas the last few minutes, dude, I was like, I could not. Or I can Ellie barely squeaking in there by an ounce or whatever. Yeah. That stuff, like, 
so I just don't understand why people don't like, man, this is, we get awesome coverage, both, like, we can watch all this fishing, and, like, and I get it that the weigh-ins, it took the life part out of the, but people can come to the, like, when we take out of the water, like, people can come out there and shake our hands just like it was, you know, any, like, you can't do that with, if you watch Brett Favre win the Super Bowl with the Packers, you don't get to go up and shake his hand after the, after the tournament. When Jordan Lee won the Red Crest, or if or the uh, heavy hitters, all you have to do is go up and shake his hand because, I mean, there's ain't like there's fences up. You know, like Our guys yeah. are normal guys. And, like, so there's all kind of ways. Like, when I see, like, people talking, well, you never get to meet him. Like, yeah, you do. Just go out there and meet them and, like, talk to them. And so it's like, I don't know. I just – I feel like MLF gets a very bad rap, and they're really trying really hard for the anglers to make it a viable business for us, in which it's kind of hard – Swap, like saying that now that we got to pay an entry fee, right? But, but like I said, at the end of the day, we're going to be out fourteen thousand dollars, and that's a long leap from when I first started in two thousand. Which I feel like it's a long time ago, but it was only three years ago. Of you was going to be out forty eight thousand dollars if you didn't get a single bite. Yeah. So, so if you go from that, don't I mean it's still it sucks. You know, you need to put me on record saying it. <laughs> Trust me, I do not want to pay an entry fee, but I mean it's. Like I said, it's better than it could be. I mean, it, I mean, it could be way worse. Uh, and I think that's as we get immune to. Like, it's almost like the fishing world or the anglers got immune to paying those forty thousand dollars entry fees. And like, it's just always the way. It's just always yeah. the way it's been. So, yeah. like, like I said, this is the second year. I mean, just like people just gotta like give it a chance. Like that's what I feel like. Do you think they'll make like it? Any format changes? Bass next year. Like, I may fish the opens next year and try to requalify. Right. You may not like it after next year. We don't, yeah, you don't so, know. Like, I'm just saying, like, you know, they're they're doing it. Like, I know people hate, like, well, they say the one pound deal, which that's over with now. So yeah, that's been. Which it was never like that in the first place because if it was, I would have won every tournament. <laughs> and it's not like it. You yeah. don't get to take a shaky head and go down the bank and catch a hunter and win every tournament. No, that's, that's, that's not the case. That's not. That's uh, definitely but, not the case. That's I've argued uh, that's from day one. Right, and I have seen you say that. I yes, I have, I have argued. I, the, the people that jump on the format, I mean, people hate the format, and I will say that, like, that's obvious, but I've never oh, been yeah. I've never been a format hater just from the standpoint of, I don't want to try to beat y'all catching 200 pounds. I don't want to, you know, whether it's one-pounders, two-pounders, half-pounders, I don't want to try to do that. You know, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's just a different deal all the way around. I mean, at the it, end of the day, if it don't matter if it was five fish, twenty fish, thirty fish, Jacob Wheeler or Jordan Lacey, <laughs> <laughs> so it don't matter. Is it? Uh, does it get to the point where that gets boring? You're like, damn it, oh, damn it. So this is funny. <laughs> I don't think Matt would care for me to say this, but <laughs> me and Matt roomed together, so it was Matt and Jordan fished on the same day last week, and uh, Matt said they was about three quarters away through the day, and uh, he hadn't really had a, many updates from from his guy, and. Uh, his guy called out the lead and weight, I think, or his official. And uh, and Matt said, let me guess, Jordan Lee's winning. And he's like, no, but he's in second place. <laughs> and Matt said he hadn't had an update all day, but he already knew what was going down. Listen, if I was Matt, this is just me, I – I can't imagine being in the same sport as my brother. And Matt is a fantastic freaking fisherman. Yeah. Made the classic, catches them, great promoter. He's great for the sport. I love Matt Lee. Yeah. 
Matt Lee's yeah. one. But I can't imagine. Like, I'd stab him at Christmas. <laughs> like, I would never buy him a Christmas present. I'd never get him a birthday present. I, w- I'd, I would lie to him and say, hey, uh, Mama and them's having Christmas a day early. And, yeah. I mean, I'd just yeah. all the time. I, I'd just yeah. make sure I never had to see him. <laughs> and I know he's proud for Jordan. But yeah. if, it was, if it was my brother, I would be fishing with him at home every two seconds. No I would know kidding. every single bait he had. Like how he rigs it up, yes. how he ties his knot. That's a great point. Yeah, I would wear him out. Like, hey, you ready to go again to Gunnersville? You ready to go again to Smith? Yeah. Yeah, oh exactly. man. Well, dude, listen, I, I've kept you a long time, and I I can't thank you enough. This was awesome. I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people already know you, but I hope that they they learned even more about you from this. And I really appreciate you talking with me about everything going on, just because. Until I, as a talking head, quote in the sport, just like any other talking head in any sport, it's like it's always good to get stuff from the people that it's affected. You know the most. Yes. You can sit here and say this is good, this is bad from a from a standpoint, but it's always good to get uh, you know get dirt from from the folks involved. So, dude, I really appreciate it. Heck yeah! Thank you for having me on. No problem. Anytime. Absolutely, buddy. But Can't I believe it took us this long. I know, and I, I probably got a little sidetracked telling the old, like how I grew up. Christian. No, that's dude, that's beautiful. But, that's awesome. Right, right. And I won't pay that when if I do, if people do have to listen to this thing and hear one thing, just don't let somebody tell you you can't be a pro fisherman because it's a rich man's sport. Because you can, like, if you like, I feel like if you work hard and like you know how to fish a little bit, you're gonna have opportunities. So just you know. Just keep it up. Real quick, my main sponsor is Jackal this year, or the last couple years. And I met my Jackal guy fishing in the open, fishing the opens. He was a co-angler, and, and he was just barely working for Jackal. And now he is the main U.S. guy for Jackal. So That's awesome. Like I said, just you fish, you keep, like, do not. Just keep, keep fishing. Don't give a reason for somebody not to like you. And then, you know, I feel like things start happening. Yeah, don't start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. That's, that's awesome, though. That, and that's what I tell you. I get messages every day just like you do, Instagram, Facebook. People want to know, how many young guys, how do I need to try to do this, yada, yada. And that's what I tell them, like, you got to figure out how to meet the most people you can in this industry yep. with a rod and reel in your hand. And just and go. Catch and catch them. Catch fish. Catch don't, fish. Don't catch Instagram followers. Catch, catch fish. fish. Yeah, don't pay for Instagram followers. Don't pay for YouTube crap. Figure it out. Fish. Yep. Work you, your now, tail you, off. No, there's, like I said, there's nothing. I have nothing against YouTube. Fish. No, of course. That's awesome. But if you want to be, you know, fish. Tournaments. I, I hate saying professionally, but fish. Professional, professional tournaments. Catch, yes. Catch bass. And then, you know, it, it comes after that. I promise. No That's doubt. All. Everybody, like Gerald was catching bass before he started making funny videos. That's, ex- dude, that is such and a still great. Is. I mean, he still is. Catching. Yes. I was like, oh, Gerald. I'm like, dude, he's won two angler of the year. What are you talking about? He don't catch him. Like, he uh, like, Listen. I've been fishing with him. He is you, one of the best fishermen. He so, is, Darian and I talk about this almost weekly. Every time I get to get in the boat with G, which is not as much as we used to, but he blows my mind every single time. Yep. Every single time, yeah, I mean, like breaks thinks about. Oh it. my gosh! Like uh, I just wish my mind worked. Oh, right. it's amazing, man. So yeah, anytime I see a comment, somebody saying, "Well, Gerald went back to bass, he's getting his ass kicked." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, all right." Next may, comment. They may speak for the competition. It's at bass. Yeah, exactly. Of course they're uh, catching they them. 
I mean, who's, who, nobody's looking. I mean, you I'm know, like I know, so there's a lot of people don't know who your brother is in the world, but he'll definitely tote a, <laughs> he'll tote a bag yeah, up there on their heads. He beat me in the Alabama Bastrell thing, like smoke me. I mean, so, I promise you, dude, they, people don't know a lot of guys we know in North Alabama and Southern Tennessee, and they whack on their heads. Exactly. You know, well, Jesse, I really appreciate you, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Take care of that baby, and uh, let's go fishing when you slow down. Let's go fishing this fall. Hey, Love I to. Fishing, I go fishing pretty much, probably more than just about anybody. So anytime you get ready, I'm re- I'm like ready. I, said, I seen your I seen your boat. You have to drive by my house to get to that boat ramp. The, where I seen you. At, at the old day. sneaky so, ramp down there. I was at that day. Yep. yep. So holler at me sometime. All right, buddy. We can do it. Uh, All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. See you. Jesse Wiggins right there. That's a good guy. It's a great competitor. Such a cool story. I love hearing those stories. And it amazes me if you've watched Boats and Pros, uh, the stories that are the same. Carl Jacobson gets made fun of by a teacher. Fishing's not ever going to work out. Jesse Wiggins used that for motivation too. I was told that. Lots of guys were told, you crazy, you can't fish, you can't do something in fishing for a living. So awesome to hear those stories. And it's awesome to check in with him on MLF. That was, Jesse's a straight up dude. And like he said, he's friends with guys at Bass. A lot of his close friends, he's friends with guys at MLF. And uh, that was an interesting perspective. And and it, it that was fun. That was fun for me. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Um, maybe he changed some folks' mind about MLF. Maybe he didn't, you know. Uh was proud to have him on though he actually did he commented he's like if you want to have somebody on that's at the bottom looking up have me on talking about the standings or whatever he's very humble dude it's a great great angler uh the only thing that i didn't ask him that i wanted to was does he get concerned with how much time is spent with the brass of mlf chasing fake instagram pages trying to figure out who's behind jim jones fishing and with like podcasts like mine and others, like you got to learn to block the haters out. If they're so-called haters, block them out. You do you. Worry about those anglers. Worry about a guy like Jesse Wiggins, who is a class act, a great angler that put his future in your hands. Quit worrying about YouTube podcasts and fake Instagram accounts with no no followers. And that could be said for myself. Fake Instagram, fake Facebook stuff drives me crazy. Too, and you spend too much time, uh, you know, arguing with it. But just, just forget that crap. Why would you? Why would you chase that if you're that organization? Just stop. Just stop. Um, that was awesome. Thank you guys so much for everything, and uh, absolutely appreciate everything you've given me. All the daggum, uh, just. Views and comments and support over the last little bit. I appreciate it so much. It's the love for shut up, show up, shut up. So much fun. We're going to keep doing that. Darren and I got a lot of ideas for that series. So proud that everybody liked that. Episode three coming up this week. And uh, I hope you guys have a great, great week. Make sure you hug your dad, gum mama. Going to take you out with some. Biloxi Blues and I will see y'all next week take care everybody it don't matter east or west north south wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest
does not know my name and I don't care, no, I don't care. And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv